This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the Goddard's Real and Raw talk show. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the Goddess Real and Raw podcast. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, We are so sorry about last week. We had uh, ground zero for COVID. Yes, we did. (laughs) Two of our kids came down with COVID, Mm -hmm. and we just didn't feel good leaving them upstairs. All alone. All alone. Just, you know, reading in pain and stuff. They had headaches and and fever, but um, God... God be praised. They are feeling better today. Mm-hmm. They're both negative at the moment. Yep. So they're going back to school. Yay. Yeah. I'm so happy. You know, God <laughs> is so good. My youngest daughter said that she felt trapped being at home. And I said, trust me, I felt trapped being here with you. So I'm just glad that she's back on board. Yeah, because she's a kid in the room it. with her. I'd be like, Psh, I'm, I'm not going in that room. I got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, God is good. I'm just, you know, the one thing I didn't notice about my children having the COVID is that one of my children, my oldest son is vaccinated. And my youngest one, who is seven, she's unvaccinated. And I saw the difference in how they both went through that whole process. My son had a fever starting out the first day. And a headache. And a headache. But as time went on, he really... 24 hours. Yeah, in 24 hours, he he went through the process. But then he started feeling better pretty quickly. Versus my daughter, who was unvaccinated, had went through a couple of days of headaches and chill. Oh, three and, days. Yeah. So she yeah. went through... It was quite different. So... People don't think that the vaccination is is worth getting, but I would say if we had an opportunity of getting her vaccinated, we definitely would have had it done. In your opinion? Yeah, in my opinion. Not everybody, but I'm just saying. We're not saying to not do it. We're not saying to do it. We're just saying that we see the difference and Mm -hmm. that's all we're going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a touchy subject. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but we'd like to say we want to thank everybody for joining us again mm-hmm. um we are going to go right into our guest mm-hmm. because he has a lot of information for us and we are really really excited this is my brother i've known him for about a year now mm-hmm. we was on the winning circle the, uh, the winning circle yep for men and that's how we met and at that time, he was telling me about he was writing a book, and the book finally came out. Mm-hmm. And we got the book on, when did we get the book? On the Friday? Book, yeah, just recently, yeah. Yeah, and I must say, this book is only 137 pages, but it's full of stuff in that 137 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that would help you and make you think. Definitely. And so, and I'm I, on dec- chapter four. I definitely will recommend, right. and Todd don't read books, like, <laughs> not like that. So the fact <laughs> she's on chapter four, that means something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But we're going to bring him in now, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the, okay, into his testimony and and the process that he went through. Okay. By the way, this is Mr. Daniels, because I'm not going to say your first name, because I know I'm going to mess it up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say. (laughs) All right. Introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, my name is Ase Daniels. Um, Yeah, I met Pedro in in our Winter Circle, our men's group, and... Man, I am um, a former youth pastor for the youth and young adult pastor. Um, I'm studying now for uh, pastoral counseling through uh, Liberty University. And um, man, I'm excited to be on, uh, to, to finally meet you, Tara, and yeah, to, to catch up with my brother right here. Definitely. <laughs> We're so happy to have you with us. Definitely happy. 
All right, babe, you ready to pray to get us? Oh, yeah, let's pray. Mm -hmm. All right. Dear God, we just want to thank you for another beautiful Sunday that you have brought us through. And as we go through this podcast, we ask that we may be able to be bless somebody, teach somebody, show somebody the the joy of being nice and being kind and the difference mm -hmm. and allowing people to think and understand and to get something from this conversation. For this, I pray in your holy name. Amen. 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 All right. So, wait. Say your, say your name. I'll say. I'll say I'll Daniel. Say, I will say Ose. I will say Ose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the name. It's, it's usually pronounced that way. It's from Ghana. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the way I prefer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, even when we was in the winter circle, I used to be like, ah, dude, I'm messing. I'm just going to put the name. Like, I'm going to call you O. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like when I mentioned the winter circle, you was talking about doing this book from then. Mm -hmm. I knew I knew that you was doing the book, and I, I've been following you, waiting for you to book for the book to come out. Finally came out, mm -hmm. and I said to my wife, "We gotta get him on our show." Right. Like when I saw the book come out, I said, "We gotta get him on the show." So I reached out, and you was kind enough to say yes. I would love to. Right. Um, you want to get into the process that you went through for this book? Because I know there was a lengthy process that you've gone through. Yeah, I, honestly, it shouldn't have taken me as long as it did, but I'm glad for the journey that right. it took me through. Mm -hmm. um, it took about five years to just just pour my heart out. This is my personal story. This is my life story. Um, I was a former nice guy is what I'll say. Um, learning how just kind of experiencing life and then learning from the word and from the spiritual principles that it teaches us right. the difference between what it means to be nice and to be kind like this book is dedicated to my late mother um, right. she modeled what kindness was i all she exhibited she exuded it her life's mission was to be kind our house was full of people family friends um that needed a, a spot to stay and you know right. growing up caribbean yeah mm -hmm. uh, you know most right. of us understand how that looks and right. so it was never a thought about if we if we can if we had right. space on the floor we had a little corner we had a couch we had an extra bed it was mm -hmm. theirs if we had extra clothes extra food whatever it was she did that and she was the she was a deaconess uh here in maryland then when she moved out to atlanta right. she was the uh, head deaconess at her church and so she got to continue in that um as a as a, a career she was a nurse at right. uh, Howard University Hospital that's mm -hmm. why I was blessed to go to Howard University for school for me mm -hmm. because she was a nurse and worked the graveyard shift mm -hmm. and modeled what that looked like serving people at their lowest point and coming to church and in, in ministry to exhibit that even further so um, she was my inspiration for this book and and to just share my story of what it looks like and what's the difference, um, not only what the life-changing power of what kindness can do, but right. also identifying the difference between being nice and being kind. Wow. Um, to me, being nice, being kindness is all throughout God's word. Being right. nice is not in there. Mm -hmm. So if we start from the word, if we start from the foundation, there's a difference as the east is from the west i like to say yes. that there's differences between being nice and being kind definitely definitely that's one thing i love about your book when as i was reading it today it had a lot of little nuggets in there for me and i was just like it's amazing how you i mean i always be like yes i'm gonna do this and I'm, you can say mm. no you said in your book it's okay to disagree it's okay 
to say no to something instead of always I'm gonna be nice about it and do it you know yeah and that's one thing I, I think I set myself up when I do that when I put myself out there knowing I really don't want to do it but I'm doing it because I don't want to let someone down right and see what what I call uh, introverts uh, for and I'm working on a new moniker. I feel like introverts the, the even the term gets a negative connotation That's right. why I'm working on a Branding a new name intro powered because I right. feel like intro powered is how we gain energy Right extroverts gain energy from being with people introverts gain energy from being alone or with a smaller amount of people Right, and we are people oriented. We mm -hmm. like to take we like to um, find ourselves in the background. We don't need a lot of accolades, a lot of acknowledgement. We mm -hmm. not we might not prefer to be upfront, but when we do, we want to help. We want to serve. We want to bless people. Right. But the challenge is, is that when we go to extremes, mm -hmm. that's where our heart becomes the issue. God is worried about our heart. Definitely. And when we say yes, when we really mean no, mm -hmm. we get into very dangerous spaces emotionally mentally spiritually right and that's my challenge with us is to be able to say no with a smile right yes wow you know that's hard to do for a lot of people find that hard to do to saying no to people and with yeah wow because mm -hmm. if someone down mean that oh they won't call me no more they won't contact me no more or you're going to lose that relationship or whatever it may be but now that I'm, I've been wise and grew up more, and I know now it's important for me in my headspace to yes. say no if I don't want to do something. It, Tara, listen, God is as I'm as I'm sharing. I'm learning. I'm open because I want to build a community. I want to build a movement around mm -hmm. kindness mm -hmm. because what happens is is that with that guilt that we feel when we say no. Mm -hmm. That can tend to eat away at us and we don't want to feel that way. We don't want to let other people down. Right. But the, the spiritual principle behind where I'm going coming from is found in Galatians chapter six. Mm -hmm. And it goes from verses two to five, where it starts out that God wants us to bear one another's burdens. Yes. Yes. Right. That's a spiritual principle, which I agree with one hundred percent. Right. What I but when you go and break it down from the Greek in the, in, in the Greek in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. That word burden is also synonymous with the word boulder. Mm. It's something that is too big for one person to carry. Wow. So that's why the Bible says that we are to carry, share one another's burden. That mm -hmm. means we are to come in and come alongside those individuals who are experiencing what I call life events. Right. Where Now these could be good or bad sometimes. Mm -hmm. Where a loss of a family member, a loss of a job, you know, illness, sickness, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We need people to come alongside and to lift us up literally sometimes to help us manage and to know that we're not alone. That's mm -hmm. what the Christian um, movement is all about is to coming alongside, especially those of us in this pandemic and trying to make, navigate life together. Right. What does that look like? But when we try to do it alone, that's when the enemy can come and pick us off one by one. But when yeah. we do it together, when we can do it supporting, and encouraging and uplifting and speaking life, then we can make it through the darkest times of our lives. That's what the Bible says, especially for us men, Pedro. We talked all about this in our group. Yeah, we yeah. have to carry, and men, we do a horrible job overall. There's pockets and there's, there's growing pockets, but men overall, we tend, oh, I'm going to grind through it. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to fight through it. But we need to include others where we can share without judgment, without minimizing, without correcting, 
right. how we feel, what's going on, that to me is helping each of us carry life's burdens so we can walk one step in front of the other, try to be manly and got, you know, try to do it all our own. That is hands. <laughs> Which, not in, you know, like it doesn't mean anything if I'm holding your hand, I'm helping you. Like, cause you know, mm. what men think you holding hands. Oh, I'm not doing that. That's, you know, that's yeah. cool. like, you understand? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. It was, no, no, no. You said that, that, um, that just brought back. Cause we was just talking the other day to a, a pastor friend of ours and pastor Ray Patrick. And he was, we was having a discussion and I, that mm-hmm. was very point to some ladies that we was talking to that meant like we have a habit of if we don't have that space we won't open up mm-hmm. because we and i mean and i guess if we maybe do it in stages like maybe have a space where we can open up and then maybe we can open up in other spaces mm-hmm. you know like well with the winning circle is, mm-hmm. is the space right. so you, we can open up as men right but yeah. you know i think we need to also try to you know hopefully open up in other spaces too because you never know who you can help by opening up by helping yourself too mm, absolutely you know? absolutely and see like, yeah go ahead go ahead finish up i'm no no i was just saying like because you know because that's that's our main problem we're, we're just stubborn mm. which is very very stubborn <laughs> but you know what Pedro? i think it's, it's it is stubborn and my wife will get on me all the time i say go to the doctor make an appointment you know we we, we are stubborn no doubt but <laughs> what happens is I believe our culture has made it so mm-hmm. that it look is we are looked at negatively, especially as men of color, right? Yes. To not uh, to to emote, right? Tears, emotions, negative. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know they they okay with most of the time with us being angry. We oh, yeah. especially you know they label us with the anger. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just angry. He's just that. But, you know, there's a spectrum of emotions mm-hmm. and we're human beings before we're black. We're human. Mm-hmm. And right. All humans have emotions and we need safe spaces in which to share and express those again yeah. without minimizing, without judging and without correcting mm-hmm. so that we can find a solution to the problem. We can we can voice it. We can. It's literally a confession, not just confessing our sins, but confessing what's in our hearts. That's where without confession, the light of God can't come and heal and bring deliverance and bring truth Definitely. without that confession. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So that's the space wow. that we need to continue to create, especially for black men, for men of color, women. You all have it much better because culturally and societally it's it's okay for you to be emotional to be able to express yeah my thing is with with manhood true manhood is to be able to express our their, our feelings in that safe space mm-hmm. but in but to move forward regardless yeah to right. move forward by faith even though we feel a negative way that's what god taught me through losing my mom in this past august is mm-hmm. that i can be completely devastated mm-hmm. but still have my faith go through the roof because that's where I'm at now. And that's where I believe all men need to be, where we can express, we can, we can sob, we can cry, but know God is with us and still put one foot in front of the other so that we can do it for ourselves, for right. our spouse, for mm-hmm. our children, for our family, our communities, etc. Right. And one thing I love, like I, me and Peter have grown so much in our marriage. I think at one point he probably thought being, you know, showing his emotion may, makes him weak and mm. he don't. It really don't mm-hmm. make really made me know him as a man, as a yes. father, you know, as a husband to know that he's willing to open up to me. Because just because you marry don't mean you you share every part. Mm-hmm. Feel mm-hmm. what's going on in your marriage, and I think sometimes the women, like you said, so emotional, they show more 
Mm-hmm. And, and they sometimes, even for us, we hold back our feelings, and then we wait until right. up and then put it out there. But I think it's important for men and women, but especially men, to just show the emotion. Yeah, you and you know, and uh, and Pedro, <laughs> we had some choice conversations in our in our circle, oh, yeah. and I remember, um, I I knew seeing all the police brutality up front and person we now we've ex- we've known it was real we've mm-hmm. known it's been there but now the world got to see what we experience on a daily basis mm-hmm. and i'll be honest i if i didn't have the, that that space where i could be honest and open mm-hmm. without feeling like i was going to be judged or minimized or called uh, wrong etc right to be able to express that i felt there was healing in that mm-hmm. there was because if I can't hold it in, it what happened? Our bodies are both spiritual and physical. Anything, yeah. um, there's no um, what whatever we don't express uh, spiritually or verbally, right? M- manifests itself physically. Mm-hmm. So if we're not careful, if we stuff our emotions, if we stuff our feelings, if we stuff what's going on, it's going to manifest itself in an illness, a tumor, et cetera, et cetera. That's what wow. I believe. And wow. I think a lot of people that are struggling with physical ailments might need to do some work and to get a space where, if, whether it's therapy, I agree with, I, I'm big in therapy. I have a therapist myself. Right. Where we can express and unearth and, and reveal the deep places of our heart and mind Wow. So that God could come in and the spirit of God could come in and bring healing and restoration and clarity and truth into those spaces so that all of a sudden we can feel better. And I got I, whew, I got a lot more of that. But go ahead. You said in your book when I was reading about past traumas, right? Mm. How your past traumas can affect how you are as when you're going through as an adult. Yeah. And I find that with my past traumas, sometimes it's hard for me to express. Mm-hmm. How I feel, you know, especially when my husband first got together, I found it hard to feel protected mm-hmm. from, a, from, from a man when you've been hurt in your past from things that have gone on with you. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, I think it's important. Like, I think I need therapy. I really do. I would I would definitely encourage it. It's funny because um, my wife is a therapist. Uh, she just finished her degree. I'm at the same school she's at for my pastoral counselor. She just finished her um her mental health degree. Oh, wow. Um and so she understands and um, we both are passionate about therapy, about mental, mm-hmm. addressing our mental health. Again, mm-hmm. if we are not kind to ourselves, yes. it starts and it sounds selfish. And this is the challenge that I have mm-hmm. as far as, as as far as church and ministry, et cetera. We are from from the from the cradle. Be mm-hmm. kind to others. Be kind to Susie. Be kind. But we never do, do what the Bible says to do. Right. Is be uh, love one another as you love yourself. Yes. The key is we can't pour from an empty cup. We get this, we hear it, we know it, but I don't think we ever applied to us being kind to ourselves, us mm-hmm. prioritizing our mental health and our self care mm-hmm. so that we have something to give. I believe God wants us to give out of the overflow. Yes. We are not to give out of spar- uh, scarcity. We mm-hmm. are to give out of abundance. Yes. But we must receive before we can give. These are spiritual principles. Yes. But we, we somehow we lose it. And I believe we mess around and start incorporating a spirit of religion into our in a, into our church life where religion to me is the car, the vehicle in which we are to take and to get in to get us to a closer space with God. Right. But the problem with a lot of us is that we get in the car and stay. 
Yes. Yes. And we think that when we do these acts, uh, uh, these 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 nice uh, uh, outward acts, we think, oh, that's going to help me get one inch closer to God. But the vehicle is not helping us get a deeper, more intimate, more honest, more transparent relationship with God. It becomes a workspace. I do this, then I get one inch closer. And then right. all of a sudden uh, we get to the end and we say, well, God, look at all the good things I did. Mm -hmm. And God is like, no, it's it's not. There's no your your good acts are not. There's no. Um, there's no reward. What's the word? There's no reward for your good acts. Right. I've done the good act. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is accept what I've done. And because you appreciate what I've done, then we give. Then yeah. we do. Then we obey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you love me, then you'll keep my commandments. It's an order. It's a priority. Because if we, we keep his commandments and there's no love, that's works. Definitely. We actually, we're trying to manipulate God. Mm -hmm. And that to me is, is, is a subtle version of what being nice is. Mm. Yeah. See, because that's, again, so if you go back to old school, Old Testament, nice is you do for me, I do for me, uh, you. Um, right. You scratch my back, I scratch I your back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? We, and see, but when Jesus showed up, he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember, uh, in, in, in Matthew 5, he broke it down. He said, oh, remember y'all used to do that. You know, eye for an eye, etc. Right, but right. now he says, turn the other cheek. Now, see, it, I, I, I want to do a whole Bible study series on these verses mm -hmm. where a lot of Christians get it mixed up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us formerly nice people, right? <laughs> we think, oh, I have to be at someone's doormat. I have to be um, willing and able and available to any and everyone who asks. Mm -hmm. But what Jesus was the principle Jesus was talking about in where he said turn the other cheek is that there's a principle of forbearance that we can be gracious and allow certain things to a certain extent right he right. said turn the other cheek that's two <laughs> but after then we have to because the, the see y'all have children and we would never teach our children to allow someone to physically assault them. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Yeah. That, Again, we've been to that. <laughs> right? So we, we have to educate and teach our children correctly the differences between being nice. Again, it's a form of manipulation where we allow ourselves to be manipulated or we form where we say, okay, hey, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to say this for you in order to receive that same back. Wow. Right. But wow. kindness says, I choose to give without the expectation of anything coming back. Wow, right. wow. I was just because we, oh we give goodness. from a, I'm, I'm working on going back old school and memorizing these scriptures. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7, God loves a cheerful giver. We yes. mess around and think God is only talking about cash. He's talking <laughs> about the acts of kindness in which we are to do for others. Only if you don't want to do it kindly with a joyful, cheerful heart, don't do it. I'm saying it to y'all Christians, to uh, us Christians. That's, that's wow. right. Yes. Wow. Because, if you're looking for something because, in return, just don't do it. Yeah, because and I think that's the problem. A lot of times people do it and then they say, look what I'm doing. Look what I do for this. Look what I it's not about that. You should just do it and just go about your business and just be thankful that you are, you know, helping somebody or maybe ministering to somebody. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason for you to be put up on a high pulpit and be like, oh, Look at me, and I, I, I've, mm. always, I've always believed in that. Definitely, I've always believed in that. Yeah, because what happens when what happens when that person doesn't acknowledge? Mm -hmm. When that person doesn't reciprocate? 
Mm-hmm. Then all, all right. of a sudden, when you see him next Sabbath. Yep. See, God <laughs> says in, in Ephesians 4, he says, remove all bitterness. Yep. We think it's something else, but God is worried about our heart. Like I said earlier, Definitely. he's all about our heart. Because mm-hmm. if you harbor bitterness every time you see, we say happy Sabbath, God is good, g- g- all the time, all the time. God, we say that verbally, yeah, we, we really, but do we really believe it? Listen, <laughs> and, and, and in another book that really mo- inspired me to write my book that helped transform my life is the book Boundaries by mm-hmm. Henry Cloud. Okay, okay, what he says is there is that a lot of us are outwardly compliant mm-hmm. but inwardly resentful. Mm. Uh, that's wow. us nice formerly nice people yeah wow makes sense where see and and then there's another book that i read uh by gretchen rubin and she breaks down the four tendencies like a personality assessment but what she she she's highlights something very significant for those of nice guys and gals right right, right. what happens is it's one of the assessments areas is the obliger mm. you know and the obliger the personality is like what we're talking about. They do for others, mm-hmm. you know, just do, 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 right? But mm-hmm. what she says is eventually a space is created that's called obliger rebellion. Mm. And what that place is, is that that person literally explodes mentally, emotionally, physically, they explode where they are fed up with saying yes when they really mean no. Mm. But they never took the chance and, 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 and honored themselves and honored the vessel and being responsible for themselves mm. by saying no with a smile. Now they've exploded. Now when the, that's the fussing and cussing. Yep. Right. <laughs> that's right. when it comes out because if we're not careful, it, it will come out. I don't care how yep. Christian you are. I don't right. care how many Sabbaths you keep. You're if right. you If you keep saying yes, when you mean no, you will experience oblige your rebellion. And what, what ha- then you are no good to anyone, not you, to, not to yourself, mm-hmm. not to your spouse, not to your children, not to your ministry. Mm-hmm. With our no, mm-hmm. we have not been good stewards. Mm-hmm. Because we've said yes, we really mean no. Jesus said, I want your yes to be yes. Come on. And your no to be no. Your yay to be yay and your nay to be nay. Anything else is evil. Why would he call why would he go to such, such an extreme? Because he wants to deal with our heart. And he knows how subtle we are and trying to be nice, showing everyone how good good we are. Mm-hmm. But our heart is 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 contrary. Yes. Wow. And God wants to deal with our heart. That's right. Wow. Wow, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. Wow. Um, like I oh man, this book is is full of full of stuff, man. It's it's so full of stuff. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um It's just like talk- I don't want to be nice no more. <laughs> listen, listen. It's it, it, it I'm telling you, I want to banish it from nice. We can use the word nice in describing things. Right. Yes. Things nice. are nice. Man, right. That's a nice watch. Pedro, I like those are nice headphones, bro. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a nice jump shot, uh, you know, Steph Curry hit. But yeah. people are to be kind. Yeah. Things are to be described as nice. Right. Wow. Because wow. we need to do it out of our own. Right. I don't never want no one to describe me as nice. Listen, I'm trying to start a movement, Tar. I'm I'm, this is the movement I'm, I'm trying to start. Yes. Because like, oh, she's nice. Oh, mm-hmm. she's nice. But it's always something else that they don't like about the person. Mm. 
Mm. Oh, the nice word is just something sweet really, to someone really, ears. If you really think about it, when somebody says that to you, always look at them sideways like, what they really mean? Yeah. Mm. If you really think about it, when somebody says, oh, yeah, that's nice, you, you're like, hmm. That, see, what's funny, see, Pedro, what's funny is, is that as children, see, this, again, see how, why, they, why we have to separate the two? Because as children, we even are taught now, usually when you were younger, we are, we tell them to be kind, but usually once they hit middle school, high school, all kindness is gone. Forget about it. But yeah, nice is always there. The word kind is there when we're little, but yeah. all of a sudden the nice replaces it. Then right. all of a sudden it's transactional. I believe kindness is transformational. Wow. Yes. Oh, so now I want the kids to be kind, not I, nice. I know. I was just being. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We have told them though. Like, if somebody steps in, you feel threatened. Defend yourself. Don't be nice. Absolutely, <laughs> without apology. <laughs> because if you, home, if you come, my wife has said, if you come home and you you didn't defend yourself, right? You have me to deal with. Like, no. Nah. See, and see what what y'all are doing is instilling in them value for themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because what happened? What are we saying? See, we got to watch what we are saying when we're not saying something. If yeah. we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of, always saying yes, what we're indirectly saying to our spouses, I believe they're more important. Their request is more important than you are. Wow. Indirectly. Right. See, we that see we get we start messing around, Pedro. I'm talking about husbands. When we wow. say yes, mm, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That was my that was my problem with work. Wow. I used to work so much and I was always saying yes because I was trying to be nice, not kind. Yeah. And I was trying to provide. Mm -hmm. But it became a point when I realized that I can't say I can't be nice. I have to say no. Because one thing I, I realized was that the moment I said no, mm -hmm. the attitude towards me changed at work. And I was like, you know what? I need I can't I can't keep trying to be like you say nice. Mm -hmm. Because respecting my wife, because my wife would think that you actually mm. are to your work co-workers than you are to me. I used to say and, that. And she's a saying that. I, I, knew, I knew Tara, way, used to, I knew you used to way, say that. Because my wife said it to me. Listen, but as you're <laughs> saying that, and I'm thinking about it now, Yeah, I actually probably was. Not mm -hmm. doing it intentionally. Not intent, right. That's the key. It's not on purpose. I wasn't done yeah. on purpose. Mm -hmm. But I think about it. I was being actually nicer because they could provide something for me. Mm. But that don't mean that I still have to do what they asked me to do. Right. Right. I still say no. I could be, you know, I don't have to, you know, so as you're talking, I'm like, man, wow, it's that really like made you, me think about it's that. It's just like you turn into a puppet, though, because you're saying yes, 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 yes. You no longer know who you are. Yeah, we lose our identity. And because yeah. now this is because it's. This is why I disagree with the whole introvert and even some of the personality assessments I challenge mm -hmm. because a lot of times these personality assessments will isolate those of us that may have an introverted personality. Mm -hmm. in, now, these personality assessments to me are snapshots, not right. a, a life sentence. Mm -hmm. I believe we can grow. Now, we might again, it's about to me, it's about energy, how right. we gain and replenish and recharge. Right. Some of us that do it around people. Others right. of us do it when we're alone or with small groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it's where the energy, how do we recharge, right? Right. So a lot of these personality assessments, to me, put a negative connotation on, um, you know, some called, you know, d different animals and birds and different, all these different things, right? right. And usually what I, what I usually fall under um, tends to be the one that is in the background, you know, 
kind of uh, go along to get along, a team player, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I believe that's okay to a certain extent. I right. believe each one of us has a one lane in which we are to lead. Wow. We don't have to lead everywhere. Right. And I believe we are, to, we are to lead based on our gifting. Wow. Again, when Tar, when you talk about identifying who we are, when we right. keep saying yes, yes, yes to everything, not our bigger yes, which is our purpose, which mm-hmm. God ordained and birthed us to be alive during this pandemic for right. such a time as this mm-hmm. to be a solution to a problem in today's mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. which you and I are and whoever else is listening. Right. If we don't know what that is, then we will end up saying yes to everything else. Yeah. Then it be then we get into problems where it becomes transactional. You do for me, I do for and we think, see the this is the problem when we keep saying yes to everyone else, thinking that, oh, eventually they're gonna give me an opportunity. The Bible says our gifts will make room for us. Yes. And bring us before great men. The yes. gift that God has birthed in us, that's what opens the doors, not the man. Right. And we gotta be really careful of who we are lift up inside of our inside of our head. Think, oh, if I do for this person, they're gonna make an opportunity for me. God says, no, I open and close the doors. Let you do what I tell you to do. You operate in the gift that I birthed in you, and right. I promise you, not only will I bless you, but I'm gonna bless your whole family and help you be yeah. the solution to a problem in today's world, i.e. Joseph. Right. We can't we can't go looking for something. That's the thing. Mm. You go looking for something in other people because mm-hmm. you think they being nice to you. They could be using you. See, see, we got to. That's why that's why God's people are should be so discerning. Now, we're not judging. We have to be prayerful. Yes. And again, the, the, the principle of forbearance, even if see Jesus used forbearance. Look at Judas. Yeah. Yeah. He got Jesus loved Judas so much. He let him manipulate and try to take advantage of him. Yes. He allowed it yes. because he cared about his soul. Yeah. Mercy. But Mercy. we have to be very discerning. And we have to watch our heart. Mm-hmm. We have to be honest. Mm-hmm. St- we have to stop lying to ourselves. You know you don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. knew, you knew as soon as you saw their name on the caller ID. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes so-and-so calling for something. Yeah, they're not calling to check on me. No. They're not calling to ask me how I'm, they might, you know, they, they might be kind, but they need something because they know every time we answer the phone, we say yes. So they call us the next time. Wow. And we can help y'all. It's not about not helping. But when we have to, when we know in our heart, we don't want to do it. Oh, my goodness. That is so me. And, and listen, let me let me let me back up a step. Ooh, listen, y'all. I'm telling y'all, this is y'all getting five years. I've been waiting five years to put this message out, this movement out. <laughs> Going back to Galatians six, right? Where we, yeah. the verse verse two says we are to carry one another's burdens. To mm-hmm. me, those are life events that happen that one person is not meant to carry. Right. A cancer treatment, you know, a cancer diagnosis, you know, all kind of. I mean, people go through hell in this life. It's uh, just. The weight of the world literally is falls on their shoulders yes. and we need to walk alongside and to help and not, not just throw scriptures at them. Not with these platitudes. Ooh, that birth. Don't let me, I got, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't park there, but go, going back to verse five, especially with someone, when they lose someone and they, right. they throw in Bible text when they just need to sit there and just let cry with them. The Bible says cry with, weep with those who weep. Yes. Yes. Get, put some food on the table for them. Bless them with the uh, uh, home cleaning service so somebody right. could come through while they're trying to process and call the insurance. And do a, wow. Bless them, let somebody come through to clean the house for them. Yes. So they have, that's one less thing they have to think of. Go pick the right. kids up. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, let's don't, don't do that. Yeah, yeah don't. That's don't kindness do that. because we're not discerning. We're we're playing. We're we're stuck in a in a in a loop where we think, oh, I know what to do. I'm gonna be religious, and I'm gonna I'm not even gonna think discerning and think. Okay, where is the need? Yeah. Wow. God's people are practical. When when you look up the word in, in kindness in the Bible, it, I love it. Says those who are eternally useful. There you go. Mercy. Wow. Kindness. When we operate in kindness, we are of eternal use, not just practical, but eternal. Yes. Because kindness is what transforms. That's what transforms people. We remember kind people. Yes, you do. That moves on our heart. We remember the kind person, that kind comment when you were at your lowest. They didn't know. Yes. But they spoke life into you. And all of a sudden, like, wow, my, my whole day changed. Right. That's why we got to be led by the spirit of God and listen for the divine appointments in which to operate in kindness towards someone else. Wow. But guess what? If we don't operate in kindness for ourselves first, we'll miss it. That's ooh, right. Ooh, ooh. You're right about you that. Said, you said in your book, kindness reveals broken bridges. Yeah. Wow, and I love that because we don't we don't sometimes understand how broken we are, even to each other. Even to ourselves. See, I'm more about that, Pedro. Yes. Because the problem is, is that we've never been honest with ourselves. I'm broken. Yeah, we hurt ourselves. And so we 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 operate from I gotta help, 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 Mm -hmm. instead of receiving help. That's right. Being being humble. See, a lot of us uh, uh, formerly intro, uh, formerly known as introverts. I'm working. The new one is, to me is intro powered, uh, mm-hmm. and I love. Uh, God gave me this, y'all, and I, I, I is intro powered. Let me let me share. Ooh, I'm yeah, excited okay. about this. This is, I saw, I saw that the it. Facebook page. Yeah, this is the intro power is that we are charged by our no. Wow. We are powered with kindness. We are propelled by our life's magnet. There you go. Ooh! I'm telling y'all I'm excited about that thing because the second we start operating in this space, wow! not only will we be kind, but it'll be the kindness that reaches hearts. Yes. Then all of a sudden, I want what you have. And then all you do is point them to the source. I'm the resource. God mm-hmm. is the source. Yeah. And I'm connected to him. You Once you get to know him, you'll have these spaces. You'll have the confidence. You'll have the confidence to say no with the smile because you're saying yes to your bigger yes. So that when you give, it's not out of reluctance, it's, but it's out of joy. That's wow. right. See, wow. kindness is, 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 is love with boots on. <laughs> Said it again. Oh my goodness. It, it's it's practical. It's yeah. immediately applicable. Oh, yeah. listen, I gotta share this with y'all. Oh my go ahead, you know, girl. let me slow, let me slow down. <laughs> let me slow down. Let me slow down. Because I want to go back to Galatians five, uh, chapter six. Yes. Okay. Carrying the burdens, verse two, right. verse five says, But each man is to carry his own load. Mm. Right. Right? What mm. that word load is, is it's it's synonymous with a knapsack. Mm. In which each person can carry on their own. Mm. The principle is we are responsible for we we're responsible to others, but love, but to but responsible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I'm responsible for my beliefs, mm-hmm. my my physical health, my my you know, like the young man I challenge, 
you got to learn how to you wash your own clothes, cook your own food, you know, learn, sit down and look, pay attention, uh, paying our own bills, mm -hmm. um, you know, our own mental health, mm -hmm. you know, all these things we're responsible for ourselves, Yes. but to others. And again, we're, I, we're prayerfully looking for spaces to operate and to bless others that are carrying life's burdens, that right. burden, that boulder, who's carrying that burden? Right. How can I help them? Mm -hmm. And again, we help. This is this is where God is working. I'm, I'm studying. I'm praying about this to, to put it to my next book is that I believe that every yes we say should be propelled by our life's magnet, mm -hmm. by our gift, mm -hmm. because then we could be the solution to the problem mm -hmm. in today's world based on our gifting. Mm -hmm. And when we do it. Uh, Steve Harvey says, I don't, I don't love everything Steve Harvey says, but this the comment, he, this statement he said, um, right. is that our gift is what we do that gets maximum results, but takes minimal effort. Mm. Yes. That's our gift. Yeah. Yes. We don't have to think, we roll out of bed and do it. Right. It's nothing to us. It's instinctive. Right. It's, but that's why we have to identify the gift. Then we, I, when we ask God, okay, what am I passionate about? So the gift plus the passion equals purpose. Wow. Yes. So a lot of, and, you know, I work with young people over 20 years. And one of the most frustrating things was when they would ask me, hey, I'll say, um, I need a summer job. And what happened, <laughs> and I laugh about it now, but it was heartbreaking because a lot of the summer jobs they wanted, a lot of the adults were taking. Mm. Because a lot of the adults, for whatever reason, haven't found that purpose in their life wow and have to settle for taking a teen's job wow. wow but i believe and one of my life's passions is to develop curriculum or whatever that looks like to help our young people young adults whoever they are when they're walking across that high school stage when they're walking across that college stage when they're grabbing that master's degree that phd degree not only are they walking across with confidence but they're walking across again propelled by their life's magnet because that magnet that the 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 the, the, the gift is the magnet that pulls them mm -hmm. so naturally and so i can't think of a better way for god's people to be an influence in a in a light in this world is to be able to operate and live and to make a career out of using our gift every single day and right. getting paid for it. Wow. Wow. Recognize so y'all getting, that's, that's book two and wow. three, but that's yeah. We're getting, wow. we're getting a preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> Definitely loving it. Wow. Um, but you know, some people don't know how to recognize these spiritual gifts that God gives them until later in life. But they so consumed in what's going on in the world, they lose themselves. Especially Yeah. You know, yeah see, we we somehow we've we've I, we've uh, put a box around our our spiritual gifts, thinking that we have to only use them in ministry or in the church. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't believe that because that's not what the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel, Joseph, Abraham, they these these were men of influence in 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 the community in their countries where they're from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In 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 technically secular jobs. Right. Yeah, that's true. Businessmen with the, with the fruit and vegetables when. They was eating all the meat, the, the king. I can't think of the, the story just came Never to me. Never, yeah. And he said, let your men eat vegetables for seven days and yeah. see how they feel. You know, Again, like, in the position of influence. Yes. yes. That's where God, God has us all over the place. Why? To be in a position of influence, to be the solution to a problem. Mm -hmm. wow. Because once you solve the problem, 
then they're willing to hear more what you have to say. Yes, oh, I got right. this gospel right here. I got yeah. this savior right here that you need to get to know. Wow. He not only will he save you. See, we think that salvation is the end. Jesus was like, that's the beginning. Yes. Because once I, I've saved you, now I get to send the spirit. Oh, because yes. wow. then the spirit activates the gift. Yes. yes. Wow. Oh, listen, listen, y'all. Don't listen, y'all. Y'all get me started now. I get excited when because when the Holy Spirit needs to be in full operation before Jesus. I got my puppy acting up no, no before Jesus <laughs> before Jesus comes again the gospel needs to be preached all over the world yeah right. but what better way we need resources mm -hmm. we need influence we need to be in spaces of influence mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the people that are influential ie Joseph that's who's going to be the foundation of that of my next book right he operated in his gifting mm. he rose to the top he saved his whole family and the entire nation he did wow. That's the that's the story. That's the blueprint. Yes. Wow. And and he he went through it, but see, he had the character. That's why I started with kindness to fire. I didn't start with the gift. I've been thinking about spiritual gifts for a long time, which for whatever reason we don't talk a lot about in the church. No, we but don't. I believe that if we would gift minus character mm -hmm. equals disaster. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people confuse gifts with talents and then see that's what is that's the, the book is going to get into that because wow. we we don't we don't need god for talents no let me let me leave right that's a lot that's a lot right there but well, um that's so where we get it confused the difference between talent and gift right because you know, in, in anybody can get up there and sing right but because like, you know i sing and everything but when you're mm -hmm. up there singing and you can touch people right on the spirit that's when you have a gift mm-hmm yeah, it's see the gift. Now the, the gift, the, the gift and the talent can be can go together mm -hmm. because what I believe, and again I'm developing it. But for me, what I've come to understand is that singing is a way of exhorting, right, and lifting up spirits. Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't, I know, especially you know, I, and, you know, it's still I'm still working through, um, you know, losing my mom in, in this past August, right. and what helped me get through was was music. Yes. Right. Music lifted my spirit, buoyed my spirit mm -hmm. while I was at the lowest point of my own, of my entire life. Wow. So I know what that encouragement looks like and what that feels like. And mm -hmm. that's why I thank God for the anointed ministers of God that can exhort the people of God using the talent of music to help man, help people, man, make it through. Yes. I mean, yes. literally make it through. Literally. Definitely. So that's that's oh. what I know and that's what I believe and there there's more to it um but that's the gift again we without without our connection with God mm -hmm. and without having character to sustain us so um talent may open the door mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but our character will take us to the top and sustain us there definitely yeah there you go wow yes wow wow when you learn to use your gift in a way and letting God use you, mm -hmm. not for your own personal fame or glory, oh, no. you have yeah. to give it all to him. Yep, that's where the character comes in. I know one of my uh, declarations every morning and, um, and I, I shared it with the guys in the winner's circle is that I'm humbly one sin away from sinning every morning. Definitely. One sin away from sinning. So I know <laughs> and I laugh, I laugh even thinking about it. It's like <laughs> without without God's spirit, without my relationship with him, I don't even want to know that version of me. 
anymore. Wow, you're mm-hmm. right. right. I like what, because I, I wake up every morning all purpose with a clear uh, vision of what I need to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and just like the, the, the doctor in the, in the restaurant, someone calls, hey, is uh, uh, somebody's choking? What are the first thing they say? Is there a doctor now? The doctor's right. not getting up prideful. He's listening for his okay. gift to, to need to be needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he just goes into operation. Mm-hmm. So wow. that to me is the, is the example of what I believe God's people need to operate in. And the awesome part about this life is that, and I believe God is wants it to happen, is that where we can operate in our gift again and make money. Wow. Definitely. Wow. So on that note, in your book, Kindness Defined, which you can mm-hmm. find on Amazon, is there any other platforms you can find it on? Yeah, y'all can check out my website, uh, kindnessdefined.com. If you want a signed copy, I'll sign it um, and send it to you. Um, but yeah, it's on Amazon. And um, man, God willing, I got a devotional to go along with it. Um, and talking about all... In your book? Yeah, uh, I believe, yeah. Be- nice. yeah. Um, Was that the you, devotion? I, I read, I'm sorry to cut you off. It was a devotion that you read with your wife because I was going to. Oh, no, there's a there's a good devotional that my wife and I read, but that's not the one I'm referencing here. Um, It it talks. It's basically taking all the verses of of kindness in the Bible and having a, you know, a devotional thought and just to help people, again, make the shift from being nice to being kind. That's the goal of the book. How to say no with a smile, the difference between being uh, nice and being kind and how to experience the life changing power of kindness. In the book, in chat, in one of the chapters, which was my favorite chapter, we was talking about being kind to your spouse. <laughs> yes, I love yes. that one. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think for married couples, and it's not just that. In the book, in that chapter, you also brought it up for single folks too, for like people in relationships. So mm. you didn't just you didn't just um, keep it just for married folks. You kept you brought in the whole the whole factor of it. Um, we was talking about your tone. Mm. like that the tone um how you respond how you react to things i like one part of the book i like more than anything we was talking about um if you're with somebody not not mm-hmm. married but in a relationship how you talked about women don't settle for less you know if he's a if he's a turkey he's a turkey let him yeah. go you know <laughs> yeah. and, you know like because you know you have these relationship people together and you said you know you if you want to live together okay fine but i would highly recommend or highly, you know, insist that you get married because you know they seven years in and eight years in and they ain't getting married, but they're playing house and mm-hmm. I, I like, I like, I just, I don't know. When I read that part, I was like, I really like this because that's, I think that's the so- society today. They kind of encourage that. They're like, how mm-hmm. can you know somebody if you don't live with them first? Yeah, and that's not that's not the way that you should go about encoding somebody and also learning about somebody. You shouldn't. You know, that's not the way that God intended for it to be. So I like that part of the that that chapter specifically that you when you talked about that in your book, Kindness Defined. Did you yeah. want to live it on that a little bit? Um, yeah, I, again, we are in one of the other life principles that I learned from the book Boundaries uh, talked about that when it changed my uh, man, it, it really, really helped me especially working through trauma and to working through my own personal trauma Mm -hmm. and to help me gain a foundation to me kindness is about boundaries and i what i call uh boundaries i call um what you what you um what you limit Mm -hmm. and what you allow right 
a lot of times people think boundaries is only keeping the bad out, but we have to also allow the good in. Mm. And that to me is again, relationships, yeah. friendships, um, you know, therapy. Um, these are things, you know, self-care practices, uh, whatever you, whatever we need to do in a mature, healthy way uh, uh, to recharge, to go into the next week so we could be the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Those are all, and I, I think that a lot of singles are looking into someone else to be uh, what they need individually. And I think that's right. backwards. We yeah. need to have that with our relationship with God so that we are internally motivated to be the best version of ourselves as opposed to I need someone else to be the best version of myself. And that's where we get into dangerous spaces and we end up with the wrong individuals. And I believe that even if a relationship doesn't work out, that person should become better off after the relationship as opposed to before. Mm. That's how you know you're winning. When a relationship breaks off and that person is a better version of themselves because they dated you, that's how you know you're winning. That's wow. how I believe get where God wants us to be. So, you know, and I've come, you know, working with young people and young adults, I've come before I would lean more on the group dating, especially for the younger ones. Right. Um, but now I'm, you know, I'm not mad at dating. But when we start having the mindset that that person completes me, that's where it, we, we begin at a, at a deficit. Mm-hmm. Todd, what did you, you told me earlier, remember that quote you told me? You was reading a devotion? Oh, I can't. Was it can't today's remember. devotion? Yeah, it was today's devotion. Because <laughs> Todd does a 10 minute devotion. Hmm. The devotion, it talked just what you just said. Mm -hmm. But I think you, I can't, I didn't listen to it yet, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. we've been busy with the kids. Mm -hmm. But synopsis, I think it was saying about if you get married, that you get, you don't want to read it, you don't remember? I can't remember. Right oh, now. Lord. It, it was a really. <laughs> I, I wish I could remember it because it was talking about what you just said about when you get married, you know that that is don't get married just to get married mm -hmm. because then you go don't get married for the wrong reason. Yeah. Know who you're marrying mm -hmm. and, re and understand what you're marrying because I think people get married now and then they like, oh, this is not what I expected. And then they just say, oh, well, I'm just going to divorce them and move on. Mm -hmm. And, I, and uh, I can't remember. I wish I would have wrote it down. You, you know, ma marriage is go well. If you remember, Tar, please share. Okay, I will. Um, look it up real quick. Yeah, um, and while you're looking it up, I feel like marriage is <laughs> is the relationship version of a PhD degree. I truly <laughs> believe that. <laughs> um, and you have to. I believe a lot of couples they don't know themselves well enough mm -hmm. and are expecting the other to be responsible for things that they should be responsible for themselves. Right. Yes. And I, I know, um, especially early on in our, in my marriage is I did it wrong. And what I, again, I was being nice and I was serving and I loved it. I love work with young people. I've, I've served for over 20 years. I've loved every minute of it, but it got to a point, especially early on when we first got married and I was running, always running to the church on Friday nights and, uh, youth basketball and retreats and, you know, week of prayers and speaking engagements and all this stuff. But I never invested the time into my wife. In our mm -hmm. early marriage, it put a strain on it early on. And I had to back up and recalibrate and say, wait a minute. I need to be kind to my wife mm -hmm. and say, hey, youth team, I, I, I need to spend time at home. I need y'all to run, uh, you know, the Friday nights. You know, we got to get a schedule. We got to right. get organized, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. that, um, that helped, again, take the pressure off 
of the, the strained marriage and I got to invest in our, in our relationship so that when I did show up for whatever youth event, I came again, being the best version of myself because mm -hmm. I filled my tank and we connected so that I wasn't uh, running away from, from what we had at home right. and running the church, which a lot of people do. A lot of husbands end up serving the church mm -hmm. and loving the Lord, but then <laughs> the family and the wife looking at us crazy, the kids don't know us. And, and then we get into all kinds of problems and all kind of, no, 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 no. A thousand times no. <laughs> Men of God, husbands that love serving, we need to make sure we're prioritized that we're serving that wife first as in our children first before we go serve anybody in the ministry. Mm -hmm. That's right. I told him that. That's that. right. I totally agree. So I did find that text. Yeah, go ahead. It was the thing. It was saying, by definition, God has given his favor and protection, not just to the unity of Adam and Eve, but to all unity in marriage. You may have your own ideas about who you choose to marry and what your marriage will be like. But once you say your vows, you step into something God designed. He doesn't think he doesn't just think your marriage is a great idea. He loves it because it was his idea. Yeah, that's that's when well you, said. When you when you was talking about it just made me think about what she was telling me earlier because we, we talk a lot and everything. So when she read that, I was like, Wow, when you said that, I was like, Man, that just brought back that whole you know, but I couldn't remember it word for word. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just like that whole thing because what you were saying about marriage is you know, like I like a P, you said like a PhD. Mm -hmm. like we've been, my wife and I've been married 17 years in October. Mm -hmm. Amen. And Amen. I, feel, I feel like I'm always going to school. Mm. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I'm constantly in school trying to get that that next PhD. That next PhD, like I'm constantly learning every day. There's always something new to learn, even though I may think I may know my wife. I'm still. Yeah every day mm -hmm. god is showing me something different about her every mm. day and i'm like all right what have i gotten myself into right. all right I yeah. need to work, you know <laughs> yeah so. and see you know what Pedro? is funny because our our wives do that for us they study I, us yeah <laughs> Tar, see i see tar shark they sh shaking her head she's been studying you and i yeah. know my wife is today she studies me yeah. and a lot of times we i think we as, as as husbands we need to make sure we have the right attitude mm -hmm. in regards to our wife in regards to making sure we understand her well enough mm -hmm. right because if we don't understand her then we're doing things it's almost like speaking the wrong love language to our wife like yeah. well dang i thought and i and then we're, because when we're not speaking the right language we mm -hmm. haven't taken the time to study and to understand where am i scratching where it itches for my wife wow right? Yes. You know, and I know for a fact, if I keep that kitchen clean, I'm scratching where it's itching. When I tell my wife, she never has to touch <laughs> trash. If I'm alive, she will never have to touch a garbage bag ever in life. <laughs> I know I'm scratching where it's itching. Because yeah. I know her love language is acts of service. Again, when I speak, when I act out and I speak her language, that is the ultimate form of kindness that will draw her closer to me mm -hmm. because she knows and I'm determined and I'm deliberate about what I do. That again is the glue that could keep marriages going forward and staying closer together mm -hmm. as opposed to stumbling and bumbling because the challenge is once the kids get old enough, they look over and like, well, well, dad, who are you? Right. Yeah. Because because then see we we've gotten it out of order. We right. and see when we put our our children and our ministries whatever it is uh, uh, over our relationship and our marriage. Mm -hmm. What's what that's saying is and what, what we're modeling for our children is that 
other things become more important than your spouse. Right. 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 And that's where we see what we I'm all about. What's what's being what's being said, but not verbally. What are our actions and what are we modeling for those younger? Because, again, I've I've, I've, you know, God has blessed us with children. But, you know, we have a bonus daughter, Brittany. What's up, Brittany? Um, (laughs) But working with young people long enough, I understand what modeling is all about. Mm -hmm. Right. And what because what our, our children do is they absorb they take everything in. Oh, they do. Right? They literally absorb the words, the phrases, the actions, the attitudes, mm-hmm. the practices, etc. They absorb it. They view, they observe it. They absorb it. And sometimes they don't even know what's being said. That's why I tell parents all the time, you said enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't nag that teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see and see what see then you set up appropriate limits and allowances. Mhm. They they already know and, and see when when the when the consequence drops the key is is that the relationship does is not hindered. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I need your phone for two weeks, but that yeah. doesn't mean that I don't love you. Right. Exactly. See again. See when we step. Yeah, when, we see we focus that. on relationship because we're teaching principles and not transactions. Mm-hmm. We're trying to change and make sure that they are equipped as uh, young men and women of God. Uh, you know. Uh, teach them adulting. You know that's what they call it now. They they got to learn yeah. adulting. <laughs> yes. Right, right. It it comes across as harsh, but long term is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know and just you know, I always use this example. And I try to include every sermon, especially for you, Sabbath or whatever. Right, I tell right. the you know you got the knucklehead uh, young man at at the house. He's thirty two and he's in the basement uh, eating a bar of food. You know, keeping his room dirty, no job, smoking weed, etc. Mm-hmm. I think I tell him the kindest thing you could say to that young man: "You got three months." Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's true, mm-hmm. though. Wow. Because what we'll see what happens is is that when you enable him to continue in this space, mm-hmm. what you're saying to him is indirectly, "I don't believe you're capable." Wow. I don't believe you have what it takes. So I'm going to mama you to death instead of equipping and empowering you to step into that young manhood that God has ordained for you. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. Let's go do this. Let's we're wow. going to take this three. You're not going to you got you, you got three months. We can map this out. Yes. Get your own place. Get you a job. Yes, because I believe in you and I'm, I'm going to pour into you. We're going to do this together. But it's we're going to we're going to put a time frame on it. See, that's what I was talking about. That's what I said. No, no, no. You said to our son, <laughs> you'll always have a place to stay. No, and I was I like, was saying, no, sense, you're going to get him. out the house when the time comes. <laughs> I will help you get you on your feet because you're going to spread your wings and fly mm-hmm. away. Yeah. yeah. And see, mom, now, 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 pick, now Tar, it's, it's mama. We get it. No, we get the mom and the instincts. They jump and they going through the roof. How old is your son? I'm just curious. He's going to be 14 he, in June. Yeah. 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 So, so, mom, see, this is the principle. Our children need to know not only do we believe in them, but we give them age appropriate spaces in which to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And if they make a decision, we're not going to say, oh, no, no, we got it. Don't worry. Oh, this, we're not going to jump in. Whatever those age appropriate things are. Okay. Um, I don't know. Here's a hundred dollars. Uh, you know, I don't know. Buy what you want, whatever. And he has to decide, uh, am I going to buy some new George, some new jeans, or am I going to buy the, the, the video game or I'm going, you know, whatever it is. Hey, 
That's you. But mm-hmm. they got to learn to live with that and to learn how to process to make better decisions. Hey, what were you thinking when you made that decision? What made you choose this over that? See, we dialogue. We engage them. See, we you, and then when they, they listen and they remember the principles that you taught them, then that goes into how they make decisions when they're away from you. Right. Wow. Because eventually they will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But what see the the, the print once we teach the principles, it doesn't matter where you are. If you if time and space are separate, the principles are there so they know how to act, they know how to make decisions. That right. is the empowering that we need to do for our young people, yeah. our children. Definitely right. I think that's for what me, we, that's what we've been trying. Right. Sometimes I think I'm afraid for them to make mistakes. You uh, know what I'm I want to them from doing and it. I mistakes are life. I yeah. want them to make the mistakes because then I say to them, okay. How could we have done this differently? What do you think you could have done to do this differently? Wow. Because yeah. I had somebody in my life growing up as a young man who I did as when I hit about 15 with my with my father. But until then, if I had somebody that was telling me, don't make this mistake, mm-hmm. I would have learned a lot more. You know, I would have just learned differently. So I, I know it's good to make mistakes because you learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You, you learn yeah. from Again, in under the under the safety of that house, while they're there, right, puppy. <laughs> while they're there, they can make this make bad choices. Yes, learn from them. Yes, be empowered by them moving forward. So like, oh, I know what to do, you know, and they feel it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and I, I, I wish my mom was harsher on me. Now, not forgive me. See this. See the wording is important. Yeah, right, I know yeah, what right. you mean. But we I know, know what, what you mean, mean. because nothing good. Because like we tell our children all the time, um, when they do something wrong, mm. we don't get mad. We get mad when they lie about right. wrong. When mm. they do something wrong, it could be the worst thing in the world. We'll sit down and say, okay, how can we fix this? How could yeah. you do this differently? Mm-hmm. But when you try to hide it or lie about mm-hmm. it, then like. My wife and my, myself included, we go through the roof because we're like, you're not accepting the responsibility that you need to accept. And right. so that's the kind of, that's what we want to do with our children, like in the sense of what you was talking about and instilling in them that responsibility, instilling in them that, that confidence that mm-hmm. it's okay to make a mistake. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, we can, we can work through this mistake. Character is what you're teaching them. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, and our job is as 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 uh, influence in their life is to be the floor, and their job is to push. Yes, mm-hmm. every time they push and you don't go, they get and, and they they push you you stay. They push mm-hmm. and you stay. That that they doing push ups, so mm-hmm. that they're building emotional, physical, mental character. Yeah. So that by the time they're ready to leave out, they've built the endurance, they've built the strength, the muscles that they need in order to make wise de- decisions, again, outside of your home. Because whether we want them to or not, they're not always going to be under our roof and they're not always going to um, just be, you're not always going to be a phone call away. They're going to have to make a call. They're going to have to make a decision without you, but they understand, they already know what you said. We give them spaces in which to bump their head, right? Scrape mm-hmm. their knee. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, let's talk about that. Then we equip them. And then we, we, again, we're speaking life into them. And then once they get 18, okay, here go to, here go to, uh, here go to keys. You got, you got to fill up the tank, whatever right. that looks like, make it, make it happen. Right. right? And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was laughing. I mean, you know, you know, and again, you know, 
I was just uh, Fred about we were laughing about a, a movie. Um, some of y'all would know it, where uh, you know the, the mom gave the son a, a, a dollar and he said, "Go, you know, go get me something from the store." <laughs> and he was like, "Ma, it's not enough." And she looked at him and said, "Make it enough." Some of y'all remember the movie. Either way, either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how some folks might might respond, but either way, I'm not I'm not here to judge or anything. But the, the principle is the principle. Right. Yeah. And so again, get the principle. That's right. Right. So I I caught the principle because again, working with young people, young adults, I understand that this world is hard enough. Yeah. Coming out of this pandemic. Is going to be one of the most challenging for our the youth of this generation. Oh, definitely. But wow. if we believe that God didn't say oops to have them be alive during this pandemic, if we believe that, that God is is very deliberate about who he, you know, I, I tell young people all the time is that God thought of you with your great, 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 great grandparents in mind. Because he knew he wanted you alive in 2022, again, to be the solution to a problem in today's world. Wow. He asked how much he believes in us. Yes. And we need to equip them. Man, it, it has been hard not to be in school with your friends. I have to be doing virtual learning. I, I work for the school district, so I see it up close and personal. Right. The challenges that have been exposed and revealed during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I believe each one of us... Um, should be more or uh, uh, should be stronger coming out of this pandemic than we were before because we've had learned to adapt, we've mm -hmm. learned to adjust, we've learned to pivot onto mm -hmm. new and different things that we never thought about before, mm -hmm. but now we have the space to do it. But I believe that a lot of us were not practicing self care before, right? Now we were home by ourselves, especially early on. Yeah. And then the reality started to, to come to like, man, I really need to do better. I need to take care of myself. Again, like you said, Pedro, get the vaccine, don't get it. I don't care. But <laughs> the principle is, the principle is self-care to yeah, be the best steward or what I call personal stewardship. Yeah. Are you being the best steward of the resource of your body and your mind and your heart that mm -hmm. God has blessed you with so mm -hmm. that, again, you could be the solution to a problem in today's world and know that you are literally a multi-million dollar resource. If you want to call it dollars and cents. Right. LeBron James is not going around getting on mopeds and motorbikes when mm. he don't know how to ride them. He's, be, he's not being irresponsible. He knows in order for me to produce what I do, I have, there's things I can do and I must, you know, he spends millions of dollars in strictly self-care. He has the, the, the Calm app. Wow. He's been deliberate about the things he knows he needs to become the best version of himself, which I, I respect him. I, I may not call him the best player in, on the planet ever, but <laughs> he's up there. But I believe off the court, he's better. Mm -hmm. Because he's thinking, I am a conglomerate. And it's not being arrogant, it's being confident in who we are as God's children mm -hmm. to know I can't damage. See, we, 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 we call it, um, you know, that we are vessels for the Holy Spirit and, you know, mm -hmm. tabernacles, but we never equate that to say, I must practice self-care. Yes. Wow. To protect the vessel so that the Spirit of God can move and use me. Wow. We never equate it. Mm. We, 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 sure, we talk about the food and the diet, but we never yep. talk, you never hear anybody talking about mental health. Nope. No, nope, nope, never. Never. Right. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah, yeah you're right, though. That's, that's that the, so true. They don't, they don't bring it up. It's taboo. It's like they, it's, they just try to sweep it under the rug or something. You, but you, you are so right about that. Wow. wow. You're so right about that. Do you, um, when it comes to health, 
Mm-hmm. Do you think it is okay to say, like, you know, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, but to, like, make it all one and just say health? Or is it a good thing to to be deliberate and separating them into different into different um, sections? I guess you could, you know, you know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand. Um, I believe, again, mental health is the health message. Right. We, we know about the health message. Right. But how can we include we, we so if we if we believe in the health message, how does mental health not be included? Right. But I mean, like, but when we talk about what I'm saying is like as a as Ventus or as a Christian Christ, Christianity or when we talk about health, incorporating it all, because like you said, we just talk about health. Mm-hmm. But we won't bring the other health, the other health parts into the into the discussion. So yeah. they talk about eat well, drink well. Or even better yet, they'll say, pray, mm-hmm. pray to God. Mm-hmm. And when you pray to God, he'll work it all out, which is, I truly believe. Yeah. Then there, there's still a time when you have to still, as you said, the self care to get yourself, you know, God will get you through it, but you have to still have, you know, get the help, you help, the help get the help you need. Yeah. Am I, am I making sense in saying no, that? No, I, I, I totally agree, especially coming. Well, to me, when I when I hear people say, "Oh, we're finally coming out of the pandemic," um, oh, no. I'm like, um, <laughs> "We haven't found a cure yet." And <laughs> when I hear about what's going on in China, I'm very concerned. My heart breaks when I hear that they've 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 had the most outbreak, the biggest outbreak since the pandemic going on right now in China. Right. And I'm like, but what I believe is that the church is in a prime position to help again, help our communities pick themselves off off the mat that camp that that COVID-19 has placed us on flat on our back mm-hmm. especially oh, the church mm-hmm. right and see this is this is my big passion is that a lot of these young adults and millennials when those doors closed two years ago a lot of them said finally I'm free mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they, they said I'm, I'm never want to return now because now but the challenge, but the but the reality is, is that their the the their overall health, not only just physically but mentally and, and spiritually, has been right. damaged. Yes. we have to come in and say, again, if we can only f- find a way to come with a message without minimizing, without judging, without trying to correct them. But saying we have the solution for you mm-hmm. and we're modeling it through what we do as mm-hmm. adults mm-hmm. and we and then again we're living out our purpose so that we can invite them to experience what we're experiencing as opposed to y'all need to stop doing that y'all need to stop doing this y'all should do this y'all should do that mm. on that note do you yeah. think sometimes we because i was i was looking at another podcast and they was talking about what you were just saying and they made up a point about with our children today, us as parents, mm-hmm. the thing that we have to stop ourselves from is trying to raise our children the way we were raised. Because, yeah. because I, I mean, what, what's your thought on that? Not in the sense of not, not I mean, raising them in the way we was raised, but sometimes we get, we get what we did back then. Some of those things don't work, like staying in the past and not mm-hmm. trying to with the young people today, it's a different type of young. It's a different generation. Yeah, it's definitely a different, different generation. We need to be able to adapt 
and be willing to take on new things to to maybe get to the young people where mm-hmm. cause some of the old things that we do do not actually always work and bring them in yeah so, the, the, I, I love that pedro because what i think about how we are to minister now to this new generation of young people i right. think about the story of, of 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 david and saul when david was young and he went to the battlefield right, and, right. and saul was like oh okay you go this you know there were soldiers all there ex- trained experienced soldiers but nobody wanted to step to goliath david nope. had to come from from you know from from home <laughs> from home yeah <laughs> and step up but what saul instantly did was he said here use what used to work and hopefully that will work for you mm. see a lot of us are, are a lot of us adults ha- are stuck with we should do it the way we do because it's it's a version of frozen success yeah, mm. fro- it, it worked it back then so we instantly assume it's mm-hmm. to work now so he gave him his armor and David he even tried he was kind enough to say y'all let me try to but yeah. the second he started putting it on and tried to maneuver and try to do stuff it's like are you saying it was nice <laughs> <laughs> I, but see I get the, it's the principle of forbearance he was willing he said okay I'm gonna allow this for space but once he realized that I can't operate in, in, in the fluidity in which I need to he right. had to let it go. Yeah. The principle of it's the principles, and we we I don't believe the young people need to disrespect what's happened in the past. No, because to me the content never changes, but the framing is what changes. Yes. The word of God is the word of God. The principles right. of the word of God are universal and and timeless. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to make sure that they know them and how they present and and, and manufacture and produce that. Let them give them the freedom to do it. Right. Mm. They did. That's what. That's what the, my the elders did for me. That's where I'm yeah. in the place I am now, and I thank God for it. And I thank God for the time that I was able to work with young people to know I can give them the the, the keys, literally, to the to the church center and to the to the youth van, and let them bumble and stumble. But that's what kept me in the church. Mm. It's a space to make mistakes, but I knew that. I had to meet them where they were. Right. Now, when they come, and I'm, I'm, going, I'm having flashbacks all the Friday nights so I would be at the, with the young folks. But they would invite friends, you know, that didn't, uh, I'll, I'll say they didn't um, practice the lifestyles that we tend to want them right. to practice. What right. was I going to do? Wow. The second, the second we have anything negative to say about their friend, they take it personal. That's the millennials now. Oh my goodness, they so sensitive now. Yeah, the kids are sensitive. But I, I, I what I term it as is compassion. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> they have a heart for their friends yeah. because they've heard the stories of how their friend got locked in a closet and couldn't come out during the party because they didn't want to embarrass their parents. Ah, oh, wow. yes. That's the kind of stories I've heard. That they got kicked out of the house and disowned, embarrassed, and kicked out of the church. But we had our youth group, and we, we told them, bring whoever you want to bring. Right. Because we taught principles. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'll say doesn't have a hell to take you to or a heaven to bring you to. <laughs> so I don't, whatever I say or st- doesn't matter. But what I wanted to make sure they know is that they are a child of God and yeah. that God loves them more than you ever could believe and mm-hmm. that he has a plan and purpose for your life. And once you step into that, God will do the fixing, whatever he, the, the spirit of God, he, that's his job. Yes. 
once I finally figured out, I'll say, stop trying to fix these young people. Just put this, plant the seeds, the yeah. spiritual principles and let the spirit let. Okay. So you just Holy Spirit. Now I say, which one, which one are you? Can I be, the, can I do that? Can I be me? Wow. Can you be you and let me be me? Wow. So that that's what we need to allow and trust that the Holy Spirit will do the job he's going to do and address the need. See what I what I see now is when I see that young man and that young woman, purple hair, whatever I mean whatever the whatever crazy stuff we think is like, "Oh, what I see what I see is what the millennials see." Right. Is deep pain. And you talking about trauma. Yes. Unspeakable trauma. Yes. They will never tell another human being except for their friend. Wow. And their friend thought of them enough to want to invite them to your youth group and you want to turn them away. Oh, okay. Let me see. Let me know how that works out. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. But wow. you just made a good point. Compassion. Compassion. Wow. That's what I do. Now they need, they do need, now that, that doesn't negate the fact that they need emotional maturity. No, no, no. But I that, mean, I think, like you said, that that word compassion. Because what the word we used? I said it's too sensitive. Right, too sensitive. Right, we used that word too many times, and I think now he just made a very good point with that thinking about like with, even with our own children, our daughter who's eleven, mm -hmm. and she has a lot. Of, she has some, you know, friends in school, and mm -hmm. she, that very thing you just said, they're telling her things. So yeah. it's not that she's they're sensitive. She has compassion because, and it's funny, we're teaching her to be compassionate, mm -hmm. but then we get on her for being compassionate. Does that make sense? <laughs> you now know, it does. It does. That. You just made now me I feel bad. That. Now I feel you bad. Me, I really you do. know, sometimes we don't realize what we're doing, but we, we tell her to care yeah. about people. And then yeah. when she cares about people, we're like, oh, now you're being too sensitive. And now this, I just, it just hit me when you just said that. She has compassion. For the for the for the children, for her friends, yeah, for her, for her friends, yeah. yeah. And I I call it young people are awesome at positive peer pressure. They're awesome at it mm -hmm. because the 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 real question is: Does do our children have a safe space, right, in which to come home and talk about anything? My friend has two moms, but I'm 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 talking to see. This is let me back up. A lot of parents wow. take it personal. They do. They do. If their child does or doesn't do something or begins to live in a lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. They take it personal. Mm -hmm. Wow. The, the question is, have we created that space of, again, not minimizing, mm -hmm. not judging, not correcting, right. but equipping and, and, and putting guardrails in place so that they know if I come and talk to mom and dad, I, I, you know, and they, you know, they might have now they, they, we're not talking about character issues here. We're talking about a safe space in which to express it, to open up without feeling condemned, put down, minimized. If they don't have that at home, guess where they're going to go. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, you know, I, wow, that just hit so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know we've been going pretty long already, but only because my son, had, I'm just just real quick. My son mm -hmm. experienced this um, Friday. He got yeah. a haircut and he got a different look now. So the kids in the morning on the bus were saying something about his hair and he goes to an all white school. So he, he his experience has been very wide with so anyway mm. he just won't respond to the children the way i won't i would want him to like they saying something to him and he's like mom i don't i don't care 
I'm not gonna even let them see. And I don't understand why he's that way. Like why he won't show his. Babe, come here, come here, babe. I'm I'm listening to her. Go ahead. Hey, okay. hey, come here. My <laughs> wife just she just came home. She she come say hi, babe. Hi. hi. <laughs> come, come say hi. Oh, hi, hi. Yeah. You know, I so much about to whisper to him like you. you are I'm <laughs> so much about you. Y'all keep talking. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Ma, I can't wait to meet you. Uh, take take the, right. take the puppy. Okay. The puppy's going out of control. Oh. <laughs> yeah, forgive me, Tara. I wanted her to come and say hello. No, um, I've, never, I've never, I've never seen her, so I was like, "Yeah, it was awesome." <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I may have to call you like off this this whole podcast thing, but um, it's just that he just don't show his emotion to people, and he's just so quiet, like he just won't say anything. But he came and told me how he felt. See, and I was happy. I'm, about I'm, that. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Again, parents is the older these young people get. They need safe spaces. That's why I love what we used to do with um, the youth. We, mm -hmm. we had that safe space for them for years. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about so safe that they would come back and ask me to dedicate their babies and, you know, wow. um, go to their uh, grad school and PhD um, graduations. And I, I'm, this youth ministry is the long game. I've learned that wow. if you can't work with young folk and think that it's going to be a quick turnaround, it's the long game. Oh, yeah, and parenting, true. you all are lifting. You talk about life's burdens. You are doing. Um, man, I, I can't even put in words the challenges that you guys are living through right now. Oh, yeah. If you so only to, knew, if you only knew, my daughter came to me last night and said, "Mom, I need to talk to you." My yeah. friend says she want to be a boy now, not a girl. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I said, "Really?" <laughs> Y'all are there. I was, and, but you know what? I wasn't mad. I yeah. sat there and I was just trying to take it all. You're actually happy. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. happy that she came in. I didn't never thought she would have came you, and told. Tar, let me tell you something. The fact that your daughter saw you as a safe space, you're winning. As a mom, oh my goodness! I'm talking about home run. <laughs> just made her day. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, just again. I'm not. We, Anthony and I are not blessed to be parents, but we work with young people long enough mm. to understand that a safe space at home, our children are desperate for. They don't have the verbiage to express how badly they need that. And for mom and for dad, in which they could come and be honest. And tell you what's going on, and then you know. Then when you then when they say, "What should I do?" Oh, yes. oh my goodness! That's that's when you know you're really winning. <laughs> but see, we got to see this. See, Tar, this is the space that I think a lot of adults, a lot of parents. I would challenge you all. This see, the truth starts tumbling out, right? Yeah. A lot of us parents have never had that safe space. No, no, no. You're no. right. No, no. And we and we feel uncomfortable receiving that from our children because it brings to the surface man i, I wish i had that yes and see and then we'll then we'll mess around and have that self-sabotage our some our heart which the bible says deceitful of all things it will almost self-sabotage the relationship with you and your daughter or with your children because you, in your heart says i didn't deserve it so neither do they mm. wow now, we get deep real quick I didn't mean, I, I, but I, I wanted to verbalize that the challenge is we have to find that space for us. Yes. So we could give it to them. Yes. Wow. And wow. by the way, 
this might not be directly our spouse might not be the one responsible that's mm -hmm. for us to say i need to get a professional right yes right to have that space to verbalize some things to get it out so that at minimum we know how to phrase that to our spouse because right. a, a lot of times there's issues and static and, 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 and disagreements but the the issue that manifests itself oh i say you didn't take the trash out there may be a bigger issue at play here mm. yes yeah but we don't know because we're we're we're, we're we got our head in the weeds and we, we're not looking at it from the thirty thousand level view Yes, that's where the discernment. That's where the prayer comes in. That's where the spirit of God can say, "I say, stop tripping over." She was mad at you over the trash. You know it's something bigger. Be patient. <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't say anything. Just shut up and and take it. <laughs> yeah, yep. babe, man, you right. I apologize. Wow. Listen, I've learned that. That's oh, one thing I've it. learned is mm -hmm. that if she goes off on me, yeah. I've learned just to be quiet. Wow. And she'll tell you, and then I'll come back later and I say, okay, what was really bothering you? Yeah, I hate that. Because it couldn't have been the garbage. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? See, that's the discernment. God has given you that in that that I think I because I definitely was never in this place. Yeah. But I'm learning over prayer and us and like I said, doing this podcast and just talking to folks people like you, you and other folks is is got me thinking. So now it makes me react differently. Yeah, because I know it's it's definitely something else. She can't be mad that I didn't wash one the the fork in the sink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. It's and, be something it, else. It, it takes humility. It takes it takes a desire to be kind. But at the, again, we cannot give out of a space of lack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we haven't given ourselves permission and and given ourselves space and invested in ourselves yes. to have that. I'm talking about getting a massage. Some of us would never think massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much that cost? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see, cheap, we have to shift. This is I'm talking about Christianity. Period. God's people. Yes. We have to shift because we have to understand that I must be kind to myself before I can be kind to others, including my spouse and my children. Yes. Then I'm modeling for them how to say no how to prioritize my self-care so I could give the best version of myself to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Notice the difference. Mm -hmm. Notice the attitude and the mindset. Mm -hmm. It's it's the literal version of what Stephen Covey calls sharpen the saw. Mm. Now you can, you can take an ax and try to cut down a tree, but he said you should spend twice as much time sharpening the ax than you do swinging the ax. Uh -huh. Yes. Because again, it's about efficiency. Mm-hmm. And Was it's about depth and not work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. work, I remember that. I remember I remember that from old school <laughs> DuckTales from Scrooge McDuck. That's who told me that. <laughs> That's what and I, I want to get a poster because that is the space we're in now. Yes. We're in a technology age. No more. Our parents worked hard. We can no longer afford to work hard. Yes. We have to leverage technology. We must work smart and discerning and no longer work hard. We, yeah. we are blessed to be able to stand on their shoulders. I'm blessed to be able to stand on my mom's shoulder. And I saw her work the graveyard shift for years and retired from Howard University Hospital. I know what her, and my dad, same thing. He taught in um, Lorden County Correctional Facility. He, he taught in DCPS. I understand what hard work looks like. Right, right. Now, based on their experience and the character they've taught me. Right. Now, I can work smart. Again, see, working smart is operating in our gift. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. see, no, see the shift. See yeah. that. So then, when we say no, 
it's not, you know, I can't help you here, but I can't help you in this space right, because right. again, we're, see, I got and a whole framework. I got, you don't feel bad about it. You, you doing what you're doing for yourself. Point blank. In order to be the best version of ourselves and to be mm-hmm. best used by God, it's not just to be, see, it, it, it's just like the principle of the, um, the man, uh, Jesus broke down in the parable. He says, uh, you know, he built up these barns and filled them. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, he said to himself, man, I need to tear these barns down and build bigger ones. And so I can enjoy it, live my life, etc." cetera. The, the, uh, Jesus came to him and said, you fool, this day, this will be taken away from you because the mindset was, I'm going to do this for me. Mm-hmm. God's people need to do it, need to, uh, bless us so we can bless others. We yes. can be a channel of blessing. Right. God blesses us. We bless others. God blesses us. And he expands that 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 channel so that we could be a bigger, even more um, of a blessing to more people. Mm-hmm. That's the principle. So it's mm-hmm. not just about us so that we could be again, be the best version of ourselves. Definitely. So when we give, we give out of efficiency. We give out of discerning mm-hmm. and we give out of joy. Yes. That's what kindness is all about. Yes. It, it's practical, it's deeply spiritual, and it's transformational. Yes. There you go. Yes. Definitely. On that note, wow. we are going to wrap it up. We gotta have you back again because like we didn't we just scratched in the surface. We didn't really get into the to the, the whole like deep deep part of it. And um we just appreciate you coming on today with us. Um you would you like to I see you are at O S O S E I well, it's on the screen, but and for OC those on the radio, yeah. that's that's my personal Instagram. Um, you can follow me there, and um, but what I'm really working on, and I meant to should have updated this. Um, that yep, you can go to kindnessdefined.com to grab a copy of my book. And what I'm really excited about is at Intro Powered. That's my okay. new Instagram account that I'm starting this movement that we can be. And I'm gonna read it again here. I love God okay. gave me this, y'all. I'm excited about where we are charged by our no. Yes. Powered with kindness. Yes. And propelled by our life's magnet. Follow me at Intro Powered. Let's, we're starting a movement here. I'm telling you, um, nice people do finish last, but yes. kind ones rise to the top. There Definitely. You go. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes, yes. Thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. We yeah, really this was a ton of fun. This. Man, this was fun. Yeah, man, it's so much fun. Definitely. Hold on a minute. We'll be yeah. right back. And we're going to just close out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everybody, we want to thank you again for joining us today on the God is Real and Real podcast. My name is Pedro. And my name is Tara. You all be blessed. This is Pedro. This is Tara. And welcome to the God is Real and Real talk show. Do, 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 do.